Hello friend, I'm Mike McCurry, the host of the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you so much for listening. Have you ever been in a circumstance of life, a situation where you only had two choices? You could either stop, lay down, and just give up, or you could put your head down and just keep going. I'm reminded of a story I heard a long time ago. A young boy was riding in the back seat of the family car. His mom was taking him to school. It was West Virginia. Cold, icy day. Pretty opposite of the days we're experiencing right now, at least where I live. It's a little warm, a little humid, but can you imagine what it's like during the winter in West Virginia? She was taking him to school. They lived up in the mountains, traveling those icy roads and she got distracted for just a moment. Now, this was back in the day before anti-lock brakes were required on vehicles, and she lost control of the vehicle. It was early morning hours. The sun was barely peeking over the horizon. Lost control, and that car careened down an embankment. It rolled twice and ended up, I guess, two and a half times because it ended up on its top, on the roof, and the mother was, unfortunately, she was knocked out. The son was jostled a bit. He was really only about seven or eight years old, a small, slight child. He wasn't a, a big, brawny seven-year-old, but he was shaken about. He did have his seatbelt on, thankfully, and he was okay, but he looked up and gathered his wits about him. He's upside down. He unhooks the seatbelt and falls to the roof of the car because it's upside down, and he calls for his mom, and she's just laying there, upside down, still in her seat belt. She had knocked her head against the uh, pillar of the car there by the window, glass everywhere, and called for his mom again. She didn't answer. Called for her again, and no answer. He crawls up on the roof, scratching up his hands on that glass, and unhooks his mom. She almost falls on top of him. And he crawls out the broken window, dragging his mom behind him. Now, he's a smart kid, smart as a whip. And he's thinking. It's first thing in the morning. It's cold out, very cold, just a dusting of snow, but it's well below freezing. Of course, there was ice on the road. And he looks up that embankment, and he thinks, I've got to get my mom to help. I've got to find someone to help my mom now, logically, he could have climbed that embankment by himself and waved his arms and stopped a passing car, but it was a backcountry road, and he had been jostled about, and he wasn't thinking very clearly, and he wanted to help his mama. So he begins to forcibly drag his mom up that hill. It wasn't a sheer cliff, but it was certainly a steep embankment. And he remembered a story of a little little engine, a little tank engine, a little train, the little engine that could. And he started to say to himself, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And he pulled his mom up that embankment. Now, she wasn't a large woman. She, she barely weighed 120 pounds. But for that little seven-year-old to drag her up that hill, oh, it was a... It was a feat. And he did it. And all he could think was, 
I think I can. And he got to the top, or just barely to the top, and he said, I know I can. I know I can. His mom did get help. A passing car went by and loaded them both up and got them to a hospital. His mom just had a minor concussion, had been knocked out, and she recovered quickly. But I think of that story, and I think of those days when you and I, when there's only two choices, when we can lay down and die, or we can put our heads down and say, I think I can, I think I can. It reminds me of the story of David in the Bible. We're in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 30. I hope you'll find your place there. 1 Samuel, chapter 30, and verse number 6 says this, And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. What should we do when all seems lost? How should we handle it on our worst day? David here, he is going through one of the worst days he ever experienced. He wasn't even a king, and he's dealing with an attack of an enemy. He's dealing with mutiny from his own ranks, and he wonders, what can I do? What should I do? And so, he encourages himself in the Lord. If you would, turn to the book of Daniel for just a moment. You say, we're in 1 Samuel chapter 30. Why are we going to Daniel? Well, I want to look at that word encouraged for just a moment. If you go back to Merriam-Webster's dictionary, that word encouraged means to inspire with courage, spirit, or hope. But if you look at the book of Daniel chapter 11, verse number 32, and such as do wickedly. Against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. If you look at the Greek for this word encourage and that word strong in the book of Daniel, you actually find they have the same root word. Daniel made himself strong, I should say David made himself strong in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. You see, an encouraged person can deal with a hard situation. An encouraged person can buck up under a difficult time. An encouraged person can, with God's help, pull himself up by the bootstraps. Why? Because he is encouraged. How can one, how can one encourage themselves in the Lord? Let's look at that. You say, how does this apply to me? Well, here we are, celebrated July 4th yesterday. Independence Day. What a blessing to live in one of the few free countries in the world. To think about the fact that we have a country, a nation, the good old U.S. of A., that was founded on Christian principles. But I'll tell you, it does seem at times that our nation, our country, our economy, our political system is coming apart at the seams. Does anyone else get that sense? How can we handle that? seems like America is dealing with a rough time. How can you and I as Christians handle that on a personal level? Well, we can encourage ourselves in the Lord. How do we do that, though? It would be wise to remember past victories. 
this uh, thought, this theme, it, it is not about how to survive as an American and, and how to right the ship here in America. No, it's about you and I as Christians, those that know Christ. How can we deal with the fact that our, our money doesn't seem to go as far as it used to? A, a tank of gas costs more than it used to. We're having family troubles. Our, our son or daughter, it, 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 there's difficulties there. How do we handle that? Well, we'd be wise to... Remember past victories. Think about David. I wonder as he sat there and thought about the difficulty he was facing, the difficulties that he was facing. I wonder if he thought back to those days when he faced off with a lion, and when he faced off with a bear, and when he faced off with a mean old giant named Goliath. I wonder. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 30 that the people wept. David was likely weeping as well. He's probably weeping and crying and beside himself. But then he thought about how it felt to pull that giant sword out of Goliath's sheath after he had defeated him. He remembered the lead up to it as he ran up towards Goliath, just swinging that sling and it sunk into the man's forehead. And down he came. And he thought about the euphoria. He thought about the victory. He thought about how God had used him to be an instrument of justice. And here he sits, a married man now, dealing with a a horrible circumstance. But he encouraged himself in the Lord. We need to catalog the good times. You know, it's sad. It's, It's interesting how we how we keep track of time, isn't it? If I say World War I, World War II, Vietnam, the Dust Bowl, the Great Depression, 9-11, Hurricane Katrina, it seems like we always keep track of time by the bad times, doesn't it? We remember the worst times, but we would be wise to think back on the good times. How do you encourage yourself in the Lord? Well, remember the past victories, but also recognize who has brought you thus far. We need to start giving God the credit for how good he has been to us. Psalm 106 verse 1 says this, Praise ye the Lord. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. We need to give him the glory. They said back in the day that David had killed his ten thousands, but he still gave God the credit. It's amazing, when you start magnifying God, your problems always seem to shrink. Psalm 34, verse number 3 says, O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. It's interesting, when you look through a microscope, everything else around what you're looking at almost isn't there. As you look down into those little peepholes and those goggles there, it's almost like everything else around you doesn't exist. Same thing with a magnifying glass. You hold that magnifying glass and everything on the other side of that magnifying glass seems so very large. It's the same with the goodness of God. You know, the goodness of God is pretty great. It's pretty amazing the fact that he loves you and he loves me and he's taking care of us every step of the way. We don't have to look very hard. We don't have to try very hard to magnify the goodness of God. But oftentimes we magnify our problems 
and we minimize the work and the good works of God in our lives, we'd be very wise to remember past victories, to recognize who's brought us thus far, and also to rely on God. We'll talk more about that tomorrow, but if you have the time, maybe turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9. Read that in anticipation of our discussion, continued discussion tomorrow. I want to thank you so much for listening today. I want to encourage you, if you would, to join us tomorrow on the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. We're going to talk about how to handle your worst day. We're going to continue this discussion from the Bible and from 1 Samuel chapter 30. Greatly appreciate your listenership. My prayer is that you have a great day for His glory and that you consider joining us for our grand opening at Bible Tracks Incorporated on October 1st of this year. Greatly appreciate you and your listenership. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.